Good evening. Our top story tonight, Caleb Williams could be heading to the Washington Commanders. Now, there is a large, large conversation online. If you search Chicago Bears or Justin Fields, you will instantly be entered into this conversation about whether or not the Bears should trade back or should they stick with Justin Fields. And we've heard for about two weeks now that the Washington Commanders are extremely, extremely interested in Caleb Williams. Those rumors continue to heat up. We've heard conversations about who the Commanders could turn to at head coach. And we've heard about a bunch of other teams where they could turn. We're talking Chargers, Raiders, Panthers, NFC South could get in on the coaching hiring. Not just the Panthers, but the Falcons could be in there as well. So we're going to break down all of that. We're going to talk about all the players that made the Pro Bowl, all the players that are going to be playing this week, all the players that are going to be resting. We have so much news to cover on player profiling today. And so we are back and the Chicago Bears have, of course, clinched the first overall pick in the NFL draft. Thank you to the Carolina Panthers. That trade was an absolute blunder. And that has created the Caleb Williams conversation. Caleb Williams is a generational type prospect for years, ever since he set foot on the field at Oklahoma. And even before that, Caleb Williams was destined for great things in the eyes of the media and the eyes of the NFL industrial scouting complex. Caleb Williams is the real deal, which is why the commanders are interested in Caleb Williams. Caleb Williams is from the DC area, went to Oklahoma and then goes to USC. And really, why would we be surprised at the Washington Commanders looking to add a superstar at quarterback? This is a brand new ownership group. This is the Josh Harris ownership group, the trust the process Philadelphia 76ers ownership group. We've got Magic Johnson, a star in his own right. This is a team that is looking for an identity. This is a team that is looking to sell tickets. This is a team that wants a superstar and needs a superstar. The commanders are looking to figure out where the direction of the franchise is headed. And right now they are set to pick second overall. So it could just end up being a one trade up. The bears could have their cake and eat it too. They could trade back with the commanders. They could load up, get an absolute haul and still draft a quarterback to reset that rookie market, Justin Fields, they have to pick up his fifth-year option in the offseason. That will be about $22 million in the year 2025. And why would the Bears commit to that? Heading into year four, I, I am a massive Justin Fields fan. I think Justin Fields has plenty of success on some other team. The Atlanta Falcons would be perfect for Justin Fields. Get him back in Georgia. But if you're the Chicago Bears and you have the chance to reset that quarterback clock when you could pay Justin Fields over $20 million for the next three years because they've got this year coming up. He's making about over $10 million. Got the next year coming up, he'll be making 22. And the year after that, if they were to franchise tag him, he'd be making $35, $40 million. So do you want that? Or do you want to pay Caleb Williams, Drake May, Jaden Daniels, 
12-ish million dollars per year? I think the answer is pretty obvious when you don't know what you have in Justin Fields after all this time. And Justin Fields was not set up for success at any point with the Chicago Bears. And the team clearly loves him. Justin Fields is the heart and soul of that locker room. The pass catchers, the offensive line, the entire team loves Justin Fields. Unfortunately, the Bears screwed it up, and I think he's going to go and have some success elsewhere. I do not think the Commanders will ultimately land Caleb Williams. I think they will draft either Drake May or perhaps Jaden Daniels with the second overall pick. Jaden Daniels is starting to get hype that he could actually be QB2. With Drake May sliding to QB3, we could have three quarterbacks in the top five. Now, every year we talk about all the quarterbacks that are going to be drafted top five, drafted top 10. We thought there were going to be four quarterbacks drafted in the top five. This year, Will Levis falls into the second, but very, very realistic. Caleb Williams and Drake May, we've been talking about them going one and two for years now. And Jaden Daniels, the Heisman winner, had a season that could put him up in there. And so for the Washington Commanders, we know that they're interested in Caleb Williams. We know that they're going to be looking at a quarterback. But for now, Sam Howell is the starter for Week 18. Ron Rivera has announced that. Jacoby Brissett did return to practice in full today, but after missing time earlier in the week, after missing last week. And the game that really just doesn't matter for the Washington Commanders, they have decided that they will roll Sam Howell in Ron Rivera's final game as a head coach. And they could set plenty of other veterans. Curtis Samuel's not practicing with a hamstring injury. Jonathan Allen missing with a knee injury. The Commanders might just close up shop, play some young kids, and call it a day. And that will be the end of Ron Rivera's career with the Washington Commanders. And it could be the end of Ron Rivera's coaching career as well. He was asked if he wants to coach in 2024. And he says, we'll see after Sunday. So I think Ron Rivera could be heading into retirement, a well-earned retirement. But the Commanders have some choices ahead to make. The Chicago Bears have some choices ahead to make. We are just getting started when it comes to all of the off-season drama. But before we get into more of that, we've got a word from the Podfather. Oh, I see it every day online, every single day. Hey, that looks like a great fantasy team in an eight-team league. Oh, wish I could be in a league with you. Right? Well, guess what? Now you can respond with, sure, let's play on Battle. That's the beauty of this platform. This new Battle platform standardizes all position scoring. So you just load your team and you challenge your friend, your colleague, Twitter troll, and you can browse other teams and issue challenges. Battle is revolutionizing fantasy football. And with code UNDERWORLD, you get a $100 instant deposit match plus a free $10. So even if you deposit 20, you get 50. Think about that. So go to Betel.com. The code is Underworld. Betel.com. The code is Underworld. Or click a link in the description. It's fun to be right. Now, I know many of you are looking for a secret weapon for your Dynasty League, and I have it. It's called the Dynasty Dominator app. You go to the App Store, go to Google Play. It's right there. It's $5 to download, and then every year it's $5 to load the next incoming class of rookies, you can add Superflex, add tight end premium. It's incredible because it allows you to look up players. It allows you to vote on whether a player is a buy, hold, or sell, and then see the market sentiment on that player. And you can compare their lifetime value rating from Player Profiler to their Dynasty ADP at the FFPC, all in the price lookup tool. 
And beyond that, we have a trade analyzer. So you'll never lose another dynasty trade again. And in our settings, you can set this is a win now team. This is a rebuilding team. And then we let you compare players. Look at their metrics side by side. Prospect metrics, NFL metrics. It's all there. It's five bucks in the app store. There's some add-ons for super flex and to buy the upcoming rookie class. Every year, you're going to spend $5 on this thing. And it's going to be well worth it. So we pretty much know that the Washington Commanders will pair a new head coach with a new quarterback. There are rumors that Eric Bieniemy, the offensive coordinator, former Kansas City Chiefs OC, who did have some success with Sam Howell this year. Sam Howell, an old school gunslinger, at one point led the NFL in passing yards. In the end, leads the NFL in interceptions and in sacks taken. That is an incredible stat. But... Maybe the Kansas City Chiefs do miss Eric Bieniemy just a little bit. The dysfunction, the disorganization, the Marquez Valdez Scantling refusing to take credibility and instead throwing Patrick Mahomes under the bus. I don't think any of that happens under Eric Bieniemy. I think that the Chiefs are missing a hard ass at coach. And now coaching matters on the margins. This Kansas City Chiefs team would still not be the best version of the Chiefs that we have seen with or without Eric Bieniemy. But sometimes you just need that personality. You need the person in the organization that isn't afraid to call people out. And that's why he is in consideration for the Washington Commanders job. That's why he is also in consideration for the Chicago Bears job. That is right. If the Bears do move on from Matt Eberflus, which they are not expected to do, but if they do, end up firing their head coach. Eric Bieniemy is on the shortlist and he is on the shortlist for the Los Angeles Chargers as well. The Chargers are putting in some legwork. Now we've heard Eric Bieniemy's name for the Chargers from just one source. However, we've heard these three names from two different sources across the NFL. That is the Chargers being interested in Dan Quinn, the defensive coordinator of the Dallas Cowboys, former Atlanta Falcons head coach. He is well-loved by his players wherever he goes. And there is thought that, like Mike McCarthy, perhaps Dan Quinn has learned something after reflecting after his first stint as a head coach did not work out. Did make a Super Bowl with the Atlanta Falcons, though some will attribute that to Kyle Shanahan. So the Chargers in on Dan Quinn, in on Jim Harbaugh as well. We all know that Jim Harbaugh, University of Michigan head coach about to play for the national championship on Monday. He may be leaving Michigan no matter what. The NCAA could suspend Harbaugh. There could be a, another scandal coming down the pipe. So Harbaugh very well could flee to the NFL. The Chargers are interested. And of course, the Chargers are interested in Bill Belichick as well. This is not the first time we've heard Belichick linked to the Chargers. And we're hearing it again from multiple sources, both Josina Anderson and Benjamin Albright have put this out. Now, there's still plenty of things that can happen. We've also heard that maybe Bill Belichick is still the Patriots head coach. We heard the other day that there are three paths to go when it comes to Bill Belichick. Number one, it's a mutual parting of ways. Bill Belichick puts in his resignation. The Patriots fire him. Both depart because it wasn't working anymore. Number two, the Patriots trade Bill Belichick. And that is kind of the strongest theory right now is that Bill Belichick will be traded for draft picks to another team, whether it's the Chargers, whether it's the Panthers, whether it's another NFC South team, because now we're starting to hear multiple teams in the NFC South could be in on Bill Belichick or at the very least are doing their homework 
on Bill Belichick. So could Bill Belichick be the next head coach of the Atlanta Falcons if they move on from Arthur Smith, which is a possibility. We also hear that Eric Bieniemy in the running for that Atlanta Falcons job as well. Could Belichick be going to the New Orleans Saints? Dennis Allen is expected to be retained. I don't know why they're expecting to retain Dennis Allen. He failed with the Los, Angeles, Las Vegas Raiders. He failed with the New Orleans Saints, but hey, maybe they're going to keep him anyways, or maybe Bill Belichick ends up with the Carolina Panthers. Maybe he ends up with, who is the other team in that division? Oh, of course, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's possible, but that one's less likely. Either way, the third option is the Patriots return Bill Belichick as just the head coach. The Patriots will consider bringing Bill Belichick back to coach this team and removing him as general manager, hiring a general manager. And it sounds at this point that Robert Kraft, after earlier reports in the offseason where Bill Belichick is gone, sorry, not even in the offseason, just earlier reports this season where Bill Belichick was gone, he was going to be fired, it's going to be a mutual parting of ways. Now, it sounds like there's going to be a conversation. Bill Belichick, Robert Kraft, they're going to go back and forth. They're going to figure this out together. Would Belichick be willing to just coach for the Patriots? I doubt it, but it's a possibility. But it really feels as though the Patriots are now going to give Belichick the autonomy and the send-off that he deserves, no matter how it ends up. So we'll see who is coaching the New England Patriots. We will see where Bill Belichick goes. There are a lot of names that we should know. Jim Harbaugh, of course, going to be in that running. Ben Johnson, the Lions offensive coordinator, who reportedly might be asking for $15 million per season, which would make him a top five head coach in the NFL. There's Dave Canales, the offensive coordinator of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. There's Brian Callahan, the offensive coordinator of the Cincinnati Bengals. And then there's a bunch of defensive candidates, starting with Mike McDonald, the Ravens defensive coordinator, former Michigan defensive coordinator. He's getting probably the most buzz out of all these defensive options. But Dan Quinn, as we talked about, the Chargers are in on him. Raheem Morris is a candidate once again. He was hired by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Didn't work out there, but Raheem Morris was just 32 years old at the time, a little bit young, and he was more of a laid-back Mike Tomlin-type coach, and so eventually the locker room just got away from him, and it was too much. Raheem Morris absolutely deserves another chance. Jeff Ulbrich, defensive coordinator of the New York Jets, and Patrick Graham, the Raiders DC, are also names that we are hearing mentioned in the coaching circles. One team that won't be looking for a new head coach or a new quarterback is the Arizona Cardinals. Kyler Murray is no doubt number one is our franchise QB. That comes from head coach Jonathan Gannon. Both will be back in 2024. The Cardinals have kind of played their way out of the top two picks. More than likely, commanders are probably going to lose again. And so, given the fact that they'd have to take a huge financial penalty to move on from Kyler Murray anyways... Looks like he is back for at least one more year. We'll see who his left tackle is to start the season, though. DJ Humphrey, starting left tackle for the Cardinals, tore his ACL this past weekend. He's going to go undergo surgery. He is a risk to miss the start of the season. Now, the Cardinals did just draft Paris Johnson, potentially to be their left tackle of the future. He spent this year at right tackle, the former Ohio State offensive lineman. And we have word that the Denver Broncos could be looking at bringing Jarrett Stidden back now. I don't know if I believe this, and maybe with some extra competition, maybe with a rookie, maybe with a first or second round rookie, but Jarrett Stidham as the Broncos quarterback for a full season, that's your answer after moving on from Russell Wilson in this debacle. If that's true, then ugh, 
Good luck. We also got word that the Raiders, Devontae Adams, admitted publicly that he and the entire Raiders locker room are hoping for Antonio Pierce to return as their head coach. So there's lots going on heading into this offseason. There are plenty of coaches that could be making changes. The Raiders already fired their head coach. Could they bring back Antonio Pierce? Could they bring back John Gruden? Something we've heard as well. There is so much coming down the pipe that we are just waiting to see. But in the meantime, we did get word of the Pro Bowl. We had every single Pro Bowl selection announced last night. And the way it works, if you're a rookie and you make your first Pro Bowl, you see a significant jump. It's like eight, nine million dollars, even sometimes 10, 12 million dollars extra. When it comes to your fifth year option, I believe for Justin Fields making the Pro Bowl, if he had, it would go from $22 million in his fifth year to $32 million. This is a massive bump tied to the Pro Bowl, which is just so stupid. The fans should not have a vote for the Pro Bowl if they're going to act like this. The fact that Josh Allen is not a Pro Bowl quarterback when Josh Allen is arguably the MVP. He's not. It's Lamar Jackson. But Josh Allen and Dak Prescott and Christian McCaffrey, they're all in the runner-up conversation, especially if Josh Allen beats Tua Tagovailoa and the Miami Dolphins this week to get the two seed. That doesn't happen with just about any other quarterback. The Bills had a slow start, which probably hurt Josh Allen in the voting, and the turnovers don't help either. But my goodness, the Bills don't climb out of the hole they were in without Josh Allen as their quarterback. The Bills don't make the playoffs. If Josh Allen is not their quarterback. So Tua Tagovailoa, Patrick Mahomes, I don't care which one you take out, but Josh Allen should be a Pro Bowl quarterback, an absolute snub, an absolute travesty. And that's why the fans shouldn't get a vote. It should be all down to the coaches, to the players, to the writers. The fan vote is just a popularity contest. We all remember John Scott making it in the NHL. And that's the same thing with Derrick Henry making it this year. I'm sorry. Derrick Henry is not John Scott. He has made Pro Bowls in the past, and he's deserved it. But, I mean, come on. Derrick Henry had a very underwhelming season in 2023. He just did. He was outplayed by Tajay Spears several times. He wasn't even the best running back on his own team in multiple games last season. He knows that the team's going to move on from him. He knows that Tajay Spears is the future. And I get it. You've got to pick someone, and fans are just voting the names they know. But the fact that Derrick Henry is a Pro Bowler and Jameer Gibbs is not is just disappointing, upsetting. Congrats to James Cook and Raheem Mostert, both make the Pro Bowl. And I guess congrats to DeAndre Swift, but Jameer Gibbs again should have been in the Pro Bowl over DeAndre Swift. DeAndre Swift had a great season to start the year and cooled off so hard down the stretch. A massive part of the Philadelphia Eagles falling off. So very disappointed that Jameer Gibbs does not make the Pro Bowl. Even more disappointed that Josh Allen doesn't make the Pro Bowl at receiver. We're actually pretty good. Tyreek Hill, Amari Cooper, Keenan Allen, Jamar Chase in the AFC. The NFC is unfortunately more loaded than the AFC. Jamar Chase ended up missing time, and so maybe you could take him out. But CeeDee Lamb, A.J. Brown, Mike Evans, and Puka Nakua in the NFC. No Cooper Cup. No Brandon Ayuk. The fact that Brandon Ayuk isn't a Pro Bowler breaks my heart. Same with Amon Ross St. Brown. But it's tight. It is a competitive field at tight end. It was obviously going to be Travis Kelsey. He's had a down year. He's still the best tight end in the NFL. David Njoku, the second option in the AFC. In the NFC, we've got George Kittle and Sam Laporta. So Sam Laporta sees that boost. His 
Actually, no, he doesn't get a fifth-year option. He's a second-round pick, so he doesn't even get that. But Sam Laporta, congrats on making the Pro Bowl. Not the only Detroit line to make it either. Panay Sewell and center Frank Ragnow both make the Pro Bowl. Aiden Hutchinson makes the Pro Bowl as well. You can see the full list of players. I find it ridiculous, the fact that we have six edge rushers at the Pro Bowl because defensive end and outside linebacker are not the same position according to the Pro Bowl, even though... Ask anyone. They're all edge rushers. Miles Garrett and TJ Watt do, in fact, play the same position, even though TJ Watt drops in the coverage more than he should. But Miles Garrett and Khalil Mack really do play the same position. Josh Allen and Miles Garrett really do play the same position. Max Crosby and Khalil Mack play the same position. I know it's 3 4 versus 4 3. That is so outdated. How often are teams in base defense anymore? No, it's extremely rare that they're in base defense. It is constantly nickel, which means there are three cornerbacks four defensive linemen, two linebackers, two safeties, or there are dime packages where there's three safeties, two cornerbacks, two linebackers, four defensive linemen. Either way, the base defense, the 4-3, the 3-4, it doesn't exist in the modern NFL. And I hate the fact that we have six pro bowlers at the same position. When at linebacker, we've got just Roquan Smith and Patrick Queen in the AFC, both very deserving, both had great seasons, but there should at least be a third inside linebacker In case there's an injury or anything, I don't know. It is silly. And also silly that Bobby Wagner is a pro bowler in 2023. I mean, come on, people. Did you not pay attention to the season at all? Bobby Wagner was such a liability in coverage that they literally had to stop. They had to start sending Bobby Wagner on blitzes. They had to start having him do other things because he was getting exposed in coverage week after week after week. But he's got a big name, so he makes the pro bowl. Pro bowl should be completely rehauled. It should be like the all-pro where fans and the popularity contest is removed from the conversation because Antoine Winfield doesn't make the Pro Bowl. And this and Josh Allen are my my two biggest gripes. I'm upset about Jameer Gibbs. I'm upset about Bobby Wagner. But Antoine Winfield was arguably the best safety in the NFL this year. Top three at worst. And then you get Buda Baker, who missed six games this season. You get Julian Love, who was... Great for the Seattle Seahawks, don't get me wrong, but he wasn't even their starting safety for the entire season. Antoine Winfield and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers got absolutely snubbed. And this is, again, the problem with the Pro Bowl is if you're on a smaller market like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and you don't have Tom Brady making everyone tune in, so many names slip through the cracks. It is a travesty. It is so disappointing. Panthers, by the way, zero players in the top 10 of fan voting. And now maybe that's accurate, but Brian Burns couldn't make top 10. Derek Brown couldn't make top 10. I don't know about that. I do not know about that. One final thought on the Pro Bowl from Brees Hall. Brees Hall vows that next year he's going to be RB1 in the NFL. Next year he's going to the Pro Bowl, and next year he's going to be an all-pro. Brees Hall is not happy. He is not satisfied with what he accomplished in 2023. Brees Hall, by the way, had an incredible season coming off his ACL tear with no offensive line, no passing game, just nothing to work with. And Brees Hall, just so fabulous. We cannot wait to see Brees Hall in 2024. We'll see him in 2024 this week because we've still got week 18, even though it feels like no one's playing. We've still got week 18. By no one, I mean the Baltimore Ravens. Lamar Jackson is out. Tyler Huntley is going to be their starting quarterback. Marlon Humphrey is out. He's got a calf injury. He's not going to play. Zay Flowers, doubtful. 
He's going to be out. Zay Flowers isn't going to play. Odell Beckham didn't practice today. He had a rest day. Odell Beckham could play. He does have incentives that he'd like to hit, I'm sure, but I imagine he either sits or is pulled early. Ravens, by the way, do sign Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook waived by the Jets, signed by the Ravens, so the Ravens have a new running back. Dalvin Cook's got two and a half weeks to get ready for game action in the second round of the playoffs because the Ravens have that bye. And the 49ers with their bye, exact same thing. Sam Darnold going to take over for Brock Purdy. Christian McCaffrey not going to play this week. Now, Christian McCaffrey does say the calf injury isn't that bad. If it weren't for the bye that Christian McCaffrey would play this week, I don't know about that, but either way, it doesn't really matter because Christian McCaffrey is not going to play this week. He's not going to play next week. It's going to be three weeks before we see Christian McCaffrey back on the field. He's going to get plenty of time to heal up. So expect to see Elijah Mitchell and Jordan Mason as the top two for the 49ers. Then expect a whole bunch of their opponents to be missing as well. The Rams are going to sit Matthew Stafford. Carson Wentz is going to be their starter. Aaron Donald, Cooper Cup, and Kyron Williams are all going to sit as well. And Puka Nakua is going to play but I don't think he's going to play for long. Puka Nakua only needs 28 yards to set the rookie receiving record. Now, I thought Jamar Chase had the rookie receiving record, but no, he doesn't. The rookie receiving record was set back in the 50s. And Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson, when they set the receiving record, that was the NFL, the modern era rookie record after the merger. But back then, there was a rookie record. I can't even remember the name of the player. It's someone I'd never heard of. And this is just poor research and disrespect on my part. I apologize. But... Puka Nakua, 28 yards needed for the all-time rookie receiving record. I fully expect him to play, to get 30 yards, and then to head over to the bench. So good luck to Puka Nakua. Good luck to Blaine Gabbert. He's going to be starting for the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes is going to sit. Most of their wide receivers are going to sit as well. Justin Watson, Kadarius Toney, and McCole Hardman are going to be the top three wide receivers for the Kansas City Chiefs. No MVS. Well, maybe they should have MBS out there. Maybe he should be working on his routes in his hands. No Sky Moore, no Travis Kelsey, maybe no Isaiah Pacheco. He did not practice yesterday. He's got a quad injury in addition to the shoulder injury, also coming off a concussion. Isaiah Pacheco just battling through it. We'll see if he plays. It would make sense if the Kansas City Chiefs sat him. Brown's going to sit Joe Flacco as their starting quarterback and also going to sit their backup. P.J. Walker will not play either. And the less informed people, on Twitter, like Doobie Kleiman, see that and see, wait, Jeff Driscoll's the starting quarterback of the Browns, but P.J. Walker was the backup. This doesn't make any sense. P.J. Walker's better than Jeff Driscoll. Yeah, of course, that's why P.J. Walker's sitting. The Browns aren't playing their starters. They're not playing Joe Flacco. They're not even playing Joe Flacco's backup because they're worried what will happen if Joe Flacco takes a shot. That is why Jeff Driscoll is starting. They literally signed him off the Cardinals practice squad for this reason. But people just tweet. People just tweet. People like Doobie Kleiman just tweet. I'm sure you've all seen the Twitter drama. If you haven't, go search Doobie Kleiman. You can go and see the allegations levied at him. But either way, that's why you tune into Player Profiler, and that's why you tune into Player Profiler today. So you get the accurate information on all of these players. So Jeff Driscoll going to be QB1 for the Browns. No Amari Cooper. He didn't practice today or yesterday. Part of it's the heel injury. Part of it is he never practices on Wednesday. So it's part heel, part rest. David Njoku also getting a bit of rest. He's got a knee injury. He's a little bit sick. So he's resting as well. Elijah Moore limited with concussion, but Elijah Moore making his way back to the field, which is great. Going to be without Noah Brown for the Houston Texans in a must-win game for the Texans. This is a loser goes home Colts versus Texans matchup. 
winner makes the playoffs. If the Jaguars lose to the Tennessee Titans, the winner of the Colts and Texans actually is the AFC South champion. So a lot to play for, but the Texans really do not have many weapons. No Noah Brown, no Tank Dell. Nico Collins has been battling through it. So Nico Collins, Robert Woods, Dalton Schultz going to need to step up for CJ Stroud. And the Vikings are going to be starting Nick Mullins this week as well. Jaron Hall has not been benched to protect him. Jaron Hall has been benched because he is not the answer, and they are worried about doing damage to him in the future by forcing him to continue to play. So best of luck to Jaron Hall. Doesn't look like he's going to be the QB1 next year in Kirk Cousins' stead if he's not ready to come back from that Achilles. If Kirk Cousins is not ready, or even if he is ready, the Vikings are still going to need to sign a good quarterback because Jaron Hall is not the answer. Other updates around the NFL. Tyreek Hill was not at practice today. He did suffer an ankle injury a couple weeks ago, but Tyreek Hill unfortunately had a house fire the other day. Now, thankfully, everyone is safe. Everyone was able to escape, and it looks like just an accident. We're happy to hear that. Very scary to hear and very unsurprised that Tyreek Hill was not at practice today. Best of luck to Tyreek Hill in the recovery of his home. I'm just happy that his family is safe. We'll see if he ends up playing this weekend. It is a must-win game for the Miami Dolphins against the Buffalo Bills. The winner is the AFC champions, and the Dolphins really could end up sending the Buffalo Bills home if the Jaguars and Steelers win. Doesn't look like they'll have Jalen Waddle. He did not practice today or yesterday with his ankle injury. Raheem Mostert also not practicing with his ankle and knee injury. He missed last week as well. Devon Achan limited with ribs and toe injury, and Zayvon Howard, their outside cornerback opposite Jalen Ramsey, is expected to miss as well. Eagles expected to be without Devontae Smith. He is still not practicing with his minor ankle sprain, though we all assume it's a high ankle sprain. Baker Mayfield is expected to play for the Buccaneers, though. He did return to practice. He's got a rib injury, not broken ribs, just bruised ribs. He's battered, he's bruised, but Baker Mayfield did return to practice today. Baker Mayfield is expected to play and is hoping to beat the Carolina Panthers, clinch the NFC South Championship, and take his team to the playoffs. We'll see if Baker Mayfield can get it done. We'll see if Josh Allen can get it done. We'll see how all of this weekend shakes out. There is so much going on in Week 18, both in regards to what's going to happen in the playoffs, what's going to happen on Monday when a bunch of coaches are inevitably fired. There is so much yet to come down the pipe. And that's why you got to stay tuned to Player Profiler. We're here to bring it all to you. Accurate information that you can use all offseason long. Hey, I want to take a moment to thank you for tuning in. It's important to me that all of our media be free. This is only possible because of you allowing a true independent sports media enterprise to thrive unlike any other in the business. So please subscribe to the All In Package to continue to make all of this possible to ensure that all of our stats, information, data, content is available to you, especially you, the people that get the site and get the show.